0: It's all about Najee Harris. Everything has been about Najee, and everything will continue to be about Najee. Hear me out on this. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll take the time to check out as well. The hiring of Arthur Smith as offensive coordinator has, generally speaking, to the best of my ability to gauge such stuff, been not much of a hit. I don't care about that. I would really, really, really hope that the team doesn't care about that. Contrary to popular perception, you don't make moves in the offseason to win the offseason. You don't make it to win over social media. You don't make it to win over the talk shows. You make a move because you genuinely believe that it's the right move for your team. Not for the splash, not for the pats on the back, and not for the annual trophy that gets sent to Cleveland each March for being the offseason Super Bowl champs. There couldn't conceivably have been a soul within the headquarters on South Water Street who thought to themselves upon the hiring of Smith, oh yeah, they're going to love this. Awesome. Let's do it. And hey, by the way, after we make the move, let's make sure that we check out all the various commenting threads and calls to the station and whatever. It just doesn't work like that. It's not about the splash. It's not about... The inspiration, that's another word I've been hearing a lot over the last couple of days. It's not very inspiring. It doesn't excite me. It doesn't make me feel as if something new is afoot or whatever. And I say this respectfully, it doesn't matter what you think. And I know this because it also doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what any of us thinks. It's not about instilling additional hope or raising the ceiling. It's not about, ooh, this kid's only 27 and he came out of the San Francisco system, so I'm really, really excited about this possibility that someday he could totally outsmart all these old dummies in the league. I'm going to tell you today why I believe Smith was hired more than anything else, more even than anything having to do with actual Smith. And that's this. Everything is about Najee. Everything has been about Najee from the day he was drafted out of Alabama. Everything has been about Najee from the day he first showed up in training camp and was treated like royalty by Tomlin, by Matt Canada, by Eddie Faulkner. Everything has been about Najee even when Jalen Warren has outperformed him. It's all about Najee. Najee is viewed by this head coach as... I was about to say the heartbeat, that's kind of an off-the-field thing when you first hear it, but it's not what I'm referencing. Najee is seen by this head coach as the engine. He's the one who makes the offense either go or not go. He's the one upon whom this foundation has been built from day one. More often than not, you know, not successfully. But Tomlin's been unwavering in this. When Najee struggled the same way Mitch Trubisky and everybody else on the offense did through that ugly three-game losing streak, the confidence, the faith in Najee didn't waver in the slightest. And when Mason Rudolph came along and provided NFL-caliber quarterbacking toward those three consecutive wins to get the team into the playoffs, it was Najee who was still the driver, who was still the... The one making it go. You guys might recall that I was saying, even heading into the Buffalo playoff game, if you see Najee running for six, seven, nine yards early on, you'll know that the offense is going to have itself a day. And if he isn't, well, then it's not, no matter what else happens. That's because everything's been built around him. That's why Smith is here. Because Najee's here, because running remains the emphasis, because this head coach believes in running in large part because it keeps his beloved defense off the field. Because this head coach has always prescribed to the approach of bullying the opponent, of beating them down, of – what's the term he uses for it? Attrition. By the time he gets to the third quarter and the fourth quarter, he loves nothing more than to hand the ball to that power back and just let him boom, 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 boom. That's never changed. Jalen could have a 200-yard game, and that won't change. I'm not even saying this. Please understand this part, by the way, because it might be confusing. In any sort of negative way, I'm merely pointing out the why. Tomlin might very well have all of this right. He might have the last laugh on everybody, myself included. All I'm trying to share here is that in his perfect world, where he doesn't have a future Hall of Famer at quarterback, he looks like the Titans that Smith was overseeing from the offensive standpoint. Yeah, he'd like to have a Ryan Tannehill-efficient quarterback. Yeah, he'd love to have an A.J. Brown coming through with a 1,000 yards and hit on some deep balls the way we saw the Steelers finally do in those final four games. He'd love all that. He'd welcome all of that. He'd embrace it. He would never, ever, 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 ever see it as the heartbeat, the engine, the essence of what the Steelers' offense is. He would never alter that viewpoint, and he would definitely never do it so long as number 22 is suiting up. He sees Najee as being a unique and rare weapon in the National Football League. Again, I'm relaying to you his thoughts that he has expressed, not my own. He thinks he's got something truly special by having this running back who just goes at you relentlessly, wears you down, sucks the life out of you, and he is perfectly content with building the offense around that individual. That's why Smith was hired. Don't overthink this. When we come back, J1Q. Exciting news from Live Casino Pittsburgh's Poker Room. Join them this month for an $8,000 cash drawing on January 21st at noon. Don't miss the Westmoreland 300 Multi-Flight Poker Tournament starting January 23rd with a $25,000 guarantee prize pool. Seize your chance in the daily high-hand hustle promotion. The first 10 high-hands went up to $200 with a second round from 6 to 10 p.m. More action more winnings only at Live Casino Pittsburgh's Poker Room. Visit LiveCasinoPittsburgh.com for details. Also, be sure to follow Live Pittsburgh's Poker Room on X, at LivePokerWML, for promotion and tournament news. Today's J1Q comes from John who says, DK, I agree with your assessment from the Wednesday Daily Shot that Arthur Smith is a good hire overall and that he might be like Dick LeBeau and that he's best for a coordinator's chair. However, do you think it's fair to ask him to maybe have a passing game coordinator or a similar role under him? Parentheses, insert whiz-bang, kid with antennas growing out of his head. to Borrow your parlance. End parentheses. It's a low-risk move if it doesn't work out with this hire and Smith. The thing with Smith making Ryan Tannehill a 30-touchdown guy is that that evaporated when facing playoff competition, not unlike the '90s Steelers. In the AFC with Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, CJ Stroud, you will need a dynamic passing game. John, you kind of had me there until the Tannehill thing in the playoffs. Playoffs are such a small sample size, and and there's all kinds of different variables that can can get you. I'm not a big fan of doing that, believe it or not, in any sport, but especially in football where it can just be one game. I would say – to the rest of this. Actually, I have a couple things to say about this. One is that Mike Sullivan has been interviewing for other positions. Sullivan is not at all in any way, shape, or form guaranteed to be back. A few of you have been asking me about this. I am here to tell you unequivocally that he is not guaranteed to be back. And in fact, Smith is going to have some leeway in how he puts the offensive staff together with the final decisions obviously being made slash approved by Mike Tomlin. I would suggest that your entry here kind of drove off into the narrative slash perception ditch whenever you got into the Stuff near the end about you have to have a passing game coordinator because Smith can only do this one thing. Smith has been a coordinator in this league. When he got to Atlanta, he didn't have a quarterback. And he had to basically build that offense. You've seen this. I'm not telling you anything that you don't know if you're paying attention to the NFL. The Falcons had nothing there. And he's trying to put something together out of it. It wasn't really working out, so he went out there with 12 personnel, 13 personnel. He loves it, but it doesn't mean it's the only thing he can do, and it definitely doesn't mean it's the only thing he was doing in Nashville. The Titans were able to get you a lot of different ways. You said yourself 30 touchdowns out of a quarterback in a regular season. That's not somebody who's just turning around and handing off. A.J. Brown with a 1,000 yards. Brown was a dynamic player for those Titans. So it wasn't just handed to Derrick Henry 75 times a game. They did other stuff, and they did it really well. But yeah, your, your final point there about who it is that you want or need to get you to the ultimate goal, it sure helps if you've got yourself an elite quarterback. It's not a must. There's proof of that as well. But it's a big, big, big head start. You'd love to have that. But looking at Tennessee's result in the playoff, I, too much of that has happened over the past few days, I've noticed, where there's a name that would show up as a coordinator candidate or someone who would get interviewed, and no one really knew much about that individual or their offense, but they said, well, look, that team stinks. Why would we want that guy? And that was the beginning and the end of the analysis. And this is even more small sample size in that you're saying, well, He had this one bad game this one time. (laughs) You know, I mean, he's here, as I said in the opening segment, because the head coach wants to run, because the head coach believes he's got himself something that nobody else does in Najee Harris. He also has seen, as have many others, some similarities, I wouldn't compare them in quality, between Najee and Derrick Henry. So, if you want to have an idea of what the 2024 Steelers will look like, picture them as those Titans and put into place Mason Rudolph as Ryan Tannehill, George Pickens, or some combination of George and Deontay Johnson as A.J. Brown. Fill in the blank with the tight ends, fill in the blank with the offensive linemen, and understand who it is that's paramount in this, and that's Najee. I appreciate the question. Good one, good one. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow.